Friday, which means it's your last chin check of the week. And uh, as we do, we go through some news, we look ahead to the weekend's NFL. It's a fun time. So, uh, people, buckle up and let's go. Okay, people, so it's week 10 of the NFL, which, you know, it means we're getting closer, right? Getting closer, you know, because I do believe it's usually over Christmas time that we're in our um, wild card fight, um, you know, matches and all of that kind of thing. So, yeah. You know what I mean? The season's drawing to a close. And, um, hey, we've got some, uh, you know, we've got some good games to look forward to. All right, so um, Cleveland are at, uh, yeah, Houston. You know, the Browns, they're five and three. Texans are two and six. Ooh, I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't really been been a great time for the Texans, though they did, you know, what I mean, eke out that win against uh, Jacksonville last week, which was good because they were just coming off that oh thrashing by um, you know the Packers and. Um, the week before the Titans, so, uh, yeah, they needed that one, but the Browns, you know what I mean, the Browns, I mean, they're coming in, well, I mean, it wasn't the best display against the Raiders, you know what I mean, to be fair, they just couldn't score, it was a real weird one, you know what I mean, um, so, yeah, it does make you wonder about this. They had struggle. They had trouble scoring last week, and I don't know. I don't know if things will change this week. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Texans. You know. Um. All right. Well, we've got Detroit against Washington, and. I, it's not like the Lions have been spectacular, you know? But it will mean we get, um, well, Adrian Peterson, you know? He, he's going to be able to see if he can run on us, which, um, man, I hope not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope not, just last week, our tackling was terrible, you know what I mean, 
<laughs> oh man, our defense was shit. Obviously, I'm gonna say Washington, but man, I do. Yeah, it's an iffy one, right? It definitely is. All right, so um, we've then got uh, Carolina against Tampa Bay, right now. Whoa, Tampa had a oh my day! It was a nightmare. Last week was a nightmare. Oh, it's so bad. And hey, the Panthers—they try to, uh, you know, what I mean, topple the Chiefs. They really did. Came close, but no cigar. So what is gonna happen here? I'm gonna say Tampa. I don't think the Bucks will have just. You know, there's not been many times we've seen Brady at back-to-back just terrible games. So, yeah, I'm going to say Buccaneers get the win. Um, So then we've got the Eagles against the Giants. Two just ugh, hated teams. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I don't even care. God damn it. I hate both of these motherfuckers. Especially after last week. You know what I mean? Ugh. God damn it. That really does still piss me off. So I'm just going to I'm going to say the Eagles because I mean they won in the last meeting. It was a close one. You know, just a point in it. Um, but yeah, the Eagles handled the Cowboys, you know, and I have to say, the Giants, they only just beat us last week, which, that doesn't say a lot of good things for them, you know, so yeah, let's say the, uh, Eagles there, um, we then got Green Bay against Jacksonville, well, the Jags are just... Stinking up the place The one and seven You know And um <laughs> The Packers are six and two So hey I, You can't really go against the cheese heads In this game You feel me uh, So Then we have Arizona against Buffalo Whew, So Cardinals are five and three and um, Buffalo a seven and two, you know. So um, Cardinals they did kind of flop last week. Did kind of throw that shit away. Uh, they did get a nice win against Seattle, you know, before that, and the Cowboys and the Jets, you know. So they've they've won some good games. But they're going up against the Bills, who, man, the Bills did put it on Seattle last week, which did surprise me. Um, And, yeah, I think the Bills have been uh, putting things together. So I'm going to say Buffalo, Buffalo gets it done. You know, they maul another animal this week. All right, so... uh, Miami against Los Angeles. 
Now, the Dolphins are five and three. The Chargers are two and six. And I say it every week, right? The Chargers are better than their, um, you know, their, their, their schedule says. And they have been so unlucky. I thought last week they got robbed. I really feel they got robbed last week. So I am still backing the Chargers. I like the Chargers. So yeah, I'm backing the Chargers for the win. Alright. So that takes us to um Vegas, right? We got the Raiders against the Broncos. And um yeah, I mean the Broncos you know, they fell to the Falcons last week. You know. Yeah, and they just eat past the Chargers the week before. And, um, yeah, the Raiders, you know, they beat the Chargers. They beat the Browns. So, I think the Raiders will take this one. I'm saying, yeah, I'm going with Vegas. I mean, Vegas always wins, right? Um... We have a Los Angeles second team, the Rams. They are going up against the Seahawks, right? Both, you know what I mean? Both have done um, not too bad this season, right? You know? I mean, the Rams, they're coming off um, a loss to the Dolphins, but the week before they beat the Bears, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I know, the Rams have been, um, they've been playing, you know, they've been playing pretty well. Look, the Seahawks, you know, last week, yeah, they lost to the Bills. Um, They beat the 49ers the week before. You know, they've been a bit up and down, to be fair. So, I think I'm going with the Rams here, people. Going with the Rams. Now. Ooh, we got the Steelers against the Bengals, right? And, I mean, come on. Do we even have to think about this one? I think the Steelers go 9-0. You know what I mean? That's what I think, right? Um, So, our last Sunday game, it's New Orleans against San Francisco. So, the Saints are 6-2. and two, And 49ers are 4-5. and five. Not the best season for them. I mean, to be fair. And they did get a bit of a drubbing by Green Bay. Seahawks beat them. You know. Yeah. I mean, they, they did their thing against the Patriots. But who hasn't of late? But then, um, you know. It, yeah, it's been a bit up and down Been up and down for Frisco And um, the Saints Well, they're coming off um, Yeah, they're coming off the win over the Buccaneers The drubbing of the Buccaneers, should we say you know, The Bears before that And then the Panthers before that you know, the Chargers, yeah, the Saints have been, they've been doing it, and they've been pulling, 
you know, those real close-ass games as well, so, um, hmm, yeah, I think we got to say Saints for the win, so Monday, ugh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Monday sees the Patriots at the Ravens, man, you got to say Ravens, the Patriots are just, they've just had a, it's not been the best season, Right, it has not been the best season, and especially, right, especially when, um, you know, Brady's gone. It's your season without Brady, so you you'd want them to have a great get, you know, a great season to show. Look, it doesn't matter. We can still do it. Unfortunately, that. Does not seem the case. Whew. Yeah, Belichick has had a hard time. Um, so yeah, it's the Ravens people. You know what I mean? And then our Tuesday game, right? We got the Bears against the Vikings. Hmm. Now, huh. The well, the Bears are coming off the loss to the Titans, right? And then before that, they lost to the Saints. And then they lost to the Rams. Man. You know, you have to go back to mid-October when they beat the the Panthers. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they've had a, a tough few weeks. Now, the Vikings, they coming off a win against the Lions. You know? Before that, they beat the Packers. So, um, you know, it took away from their uh, their drubbing at the hands of Atlanta. So, yeah, the, uh, they're on opposite spirals right now. So, I think I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think Kurt and the gang, um, I think they're going to get it done. So, people, that is week 10. Now... When we're looking at the schedule, right? I think our, ooh, I think our standout games this week will be, hmm. I think Rams Seahawks. I think that's gonna be a fun one. Um, hmm. I also think, I think Miami. Um. Yeah, Miami, Los Angeles, that will be good. I think the Cardinals, Bills, that should be a fun game. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they're going to be our standout games. I think they're going to be the standout games of this week. But uh, we will see, people. We will see. Alright, so the fight game can be a bit odd, right? There's sometimes there are things that you think, you know what I mean? It's done. It's uh, a finalised situation. And then suddenly, it's not. Right? One of those would be Fabricio Verdun. You know, he left the UFC, right? After his fight against 
um, Gustafsson, you know, and it seemed that he really wanted to go to Bellator, right? He wanted to go to Bellator, and straight away, he was, like, calling for a fight with Fedor, which always seemed like an odd one, right, because he won that fight, like, there's times when people, you know, have beaten someone, and then they're the ones calling for a rematch, and it does make you scratch your head a little bit, because it's just like, wait, why, (laughs) like, what, what's the, what's the situation, and especially when, like, it's, you know what I mean, the person isn't necessarily in a better situation than they are, right? If they were the champion or number one contender or something like that, right? So a, a fight with them would then put you in line for a title shot or something. You could go... I yeah, I I get I get that. But when it's not, you're like, what's the what's the win here? Like what why is this fight a thing? So yeah, it seemed that the Doom was signing with Bellator. He has now come out. You know, he did an interview with Combate and um yeah, seems that no, he isn't signed with Bellator. But who knows, right? I think a lot of these times you need both sides of a story because it often sounds just a little bit weird and fishy, right? So um, the Doom says that the deal didn't go down, right? He says that it was Bellator that wanted the um, Fodor fight, you know, he says, like, I respect Fodor a lot, I can't say he turned the fight down, but this negotiation didn't go through because of his team, so who really knows, who really knows, because I kind of from what you were led to believe, Fodor had this big deal with Bellator. It was like a big deal with, I think, like, he's got two fights left or something like that, right? Or one more fight. So I don't really, yeah, I don't know. It's all very, very odd. Now, the odd thing as well, he's like, the Doom says that, after that fight, he then would have signed a deal for four or five more. Which, again, like, what? It doesn't really make any sense. The whole thing, none of it really makes any sense. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to believe here. You know, because Vadoom has been acting very weird of late. But he then went on to say that uh, his manager um, 
had been speaking to the PFL. And so there might be a possibility that he joins their 2021 heavyweight competition. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right now, the Doom doesn't have a home. Um, but yeah, maybe he signed for a PFL. Like, I mean, there's not a whole heap of huge organizations, really. You know, thinking where would where could he go? Like the only, I mean, the other places would be, um, Ryzen or One. I'd imagine, like on the large scale of organizations, you know, it, it, it's you, it's kind of UFC, Bellator, PFL, yeah, One Ryzen. I think that's it. Really, I can't think of any other big, big ones. I mean, you know, like there's LFL and, um, you know, Brave and those sort of organisations. But, I mean, I can't see the Doom going to any of those. You know, you'd think it would be a, a big one or nothing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens, man. Could the Doom fight in the PFL? Well, I mean, hey, they could do with, um, you know, a name like that. And especially after the, uh, the shit that's gone down this year. You know what I mean? People suing them and all of that. So, yeah. Signing for Doom would be a plus for them. So, I don't know. We will see. Hmm. Okay, so we know that Aljamain Sterling will be challenging Peter Yan for the bantamweight belt at UFC 256. At one time, though... That could have been Corey Sanhagen. But in his fight against Sterling, you know what I mean? Sanhagen came up short. He came back, though, with a bang when he beat Marlon Morais. Um, You know, a couple of. Eh, about a month ago, right? Well. At that moment in time, the, the you know what I mean, the Sterling fight hadn't been announced, and people still wondered, could Sanhagen get the win? Could he get the title shot? It did eventually go to Sterling, which was right. Um, now, Sanhagen has been out. He did an interview with uh, MMA Fighting, I believe, and... Um, he had a few things to say about where he sees himself, you know. And, um, hey, he, he's got some plans, you know what I mean? And he ain't going to back down from anyone, right? Now, Sanhagen said, I think that I may be one fight away from being that number one guy. When you kind of look at the division... 
Cody, you know, he's hurt. And he's at £125 at the moment. So that's not really a possibility. Then you have Frankie Edgar, who came off a win against Pedro Munez, which isn't like a good competitor as Marlon. Then you have TJ Dillashaw, that's coming back in January, who is known as one of the best and bantamweights in history. I definitely think my number one contender fight should be against TJ. Just because it makes the most sense. I think that I have a pretty strong case now. And when TJ comes back, he's going to have a pretty strong case. I'd love to fight him. And then right after that, when the winner of Yang and Sterling are ready to go, Fight one of those guys in the spring or sometime. Ooh. I mean. Hey. That's not a bad plan, right? Now. TJ. He got banned for taking EPO. Right? And. um, His fight against Henry Cejudo. In which. Um, you know, that was the whole reason for the EPO So that took place on the 19th of January So he got banned Because I think it was just uh, one of the tests he did just before that fight So I believe the ban was from probably the 19th of January so that was 26, 2019, got a two-year ban. So, yeah, he's probably going to be back around about 19th of January next year. So that does kind of, um, you know, it makes sense, right? Now, you've got the uh, McGregor-Poirier fight. That's, um, you know, looking to take place Gosh, I think it's a 20, I want to say the 28th of January. So, possibly, hey, they could jump on that card. You know, I mean, there's cards, right? There's there's going to be plenty of cards. So, there's no problem with that. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think what Sanhagen has said is a fair um, assessment. I think the biggest thing with it is... Does TJ warrant that? You know, does he warrant a, you know, a fight to get him a number one contender slot? Or are we only talking the number one slot for Sanhagen? You know, I think that's the biggest question. But, yeah, if Sanhagen were to win that fight, and look, we've seen Sanhagen look very good, you know what I mean, very good, and that fight against Marais, whoo, he, he just looked so, man, just confident and sharp and slick, so, hey, I, I think he could definitely beat TJ, for sure, um, and I think that would give him, what, two fights removed, from the fight with Sterling, 
Because I do feel Sterling's going to beat Jan. So, I mean... Yeah, we've seen rematches in that kind of space of time, right? And when you think about it, schedule-wise, it would have been well over six months. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good plan, you know? I, I think it shows good forward thinking from San Hagen, and you got to call your shot. So, uh, this is interesting, man. Let's just see what happens. Will Sanhagen get Dillashaw? Only time will tell, people. Only time will tell. So, Leon Edwards has been doing a few interviews right now, which makes sense because he finally has a fight. You know, after a lot of back and forths, you know, um, him calling out some people, some people calling him out. It was finally settled. He will be fighting Kamzat Chimave on the um, 19th of December. God, my mind went blank for a second there. Yeah. He's going to headline that card, which, if I believe correctly, is his first headlining um, card, you know, so it's a big situation. Uh, Edwards, though, it seems that, I don't know, I look, I don't know if Edwards is... Just trying to ramp himself up, you know, get himself motivated for the fight. But he is talking some crazy shit, (laughs) I have to say. It seems real crazy. Uh, Because he believes that the UFC want him to lose. And they don't want him to get a title shot. Which... None of it seems to make any sense, right? Because Edwards, he's been offered the title, right? He, he's been offered the title shot, but he didn't want to take it. So I don't quite get Leon's narrative. It It seems a little... Seems a little weird, right? Yeah, I'm kind of baffled. You know, he's um, yeah, he like he he's thinking that um, you know, because Dana was saying that Chimave is um, you know, great. Right, you know, him saying that he thinks he's special And um, he hasn't seen anyone quite like him before But, now, look, Chimavay's won three fights And you think one of the big things with him is Well, there's a couple of things, right? The fact that he fought at middleweight 
and then dropped down to welterweight. Was it like the week following? Where, you know, usually it would be the other way round, right? You fight at w- one way, then you want to get a short notice fight in, and you're like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take a fight up. And we've seen a lot of people, we've seen people do that. You know, there have been featherweights who have taken lightweight fights. I think it was like Brian Barberina. I think he's done that recently. So, yeah, you usually see someone take a fight above their weight class. You don't see someone fight a, 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 a weight class and then drop down. Especially, you know what I mean, with a, a weak note. It's kind of crazy. And that was the big thing, that he he did that. And he just walked through these guys. You know, like the pandemic has opened up opportunities for people to take fights. There's some people that haven't, which, hey, that's fine. You know what I mean? Look, if you don't feel safe and if you don't feel comfortable, no one's forcing you. But if you want to fight, so many opportunities. And we have seen people. Look, Kevin Holland... He's going to be fighting his fifth fight of the friggin' year. <laughs> Which is just like, what? You know what I mean? It's some crazy shit. So that's the thing. But, yeah, Edwards believes that, um, you know, they, <laughs> they want him to lose. Right? He's like, I know the UFC is probably banking. Dana anyway, I know he's praying that this kid wins, but I'll be way too much for him in there, I'm telling you, and I don't, like, none of that makes any sense, right, if someone is winning, obviously, you want to build them up, you're going to talk about them, and you're going to elevate them, right, we have seen this so many times, but we have also seen, you know, things pivot, because remember, when Ben Askren fought Jorge Masterval, if Askren had won that fight, he was going to fight Usman next, that was the big thing, and, you know, I think everyone was looking at it like that, Askren, would be fighting for the belt. He then gets sparked, and then it gets pivoted. You know what I mean? That's how it works. Always works like that. Look, you you look at the opportunities that are in front of you, and you run with them. You know, so if someone upsets, you know, a fighter... It's just, it's easy to spin and take that narrative, right? Be like, oh my God, the person that B has now stepped in to face the champ. You mean, you just spin it. It, it, it's, It's crazy to think otherwise, right? Because, look, if Leon fights and wins the belt, that's huge, right, another person from the UK with the belt, 
it, it just makes, you know, the connection with England even stronger, right? So, obviously, they got Bisping, who, you know, won the middleweight belt, had a amazing career, ultimate fighter champion. He's now a great commentator. So, there's that. There's always that. And Bisping was the first. But you want you don't want him to be the only one right you want people you want like all the countries that are fighting within the organization to have a strong connection right so if you can have multiple belt winners and whatnot from those countries hey that's always going to be a good thing so edwards winning the championship that's not a bad thing for the company. You know, that is a great thing for the company. <laughs> you know, especially, you know, you've got the UFC, UFC gyms. Look, if, um, you know, that happens, hey, maybe they open up a PI, right? There's different opportunities that are there. So, for Edwards to think that, oh, they don't want to give me a title shot. After offering him a title shot, just seems crazy. Just seems crazy. You know, I think the big thing with Edwards is the fact that it's been over a year since he last fought. That's the big thing with Edwards. And that's what makes it difficult to just give him a title shot because other people were full. You know, that was the big thing with Gilbert Burns. Gilbert was crazy busy, which got him the title shot, which is the narrative here. If you are busy, if you keep winning, you get a shot, right? It's not really, the, it's not really about rankings, it's just about performances, you know what I mean? It's about performances, so that's the thing, so, yeah, it, it, it's kind of a weird, it's, it's a weird situation with um, Edwards that doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? He He's saying, he's trying to equate it to um, Khabib against Khan. And when Khabib just beat the brakes off, um, oh gosh, I mean, it was Michael, Michael Johnson, right? And he's got Johnson against the fence and he's just dropping elbows on him. And he was saying to Dana, Dana, I want, I want to fight Connor. Give me Connor. You know, I want the bell. I want the bell. Right? It's not the same situation. There's Khabib was always busy, right? Like you knew when Khabib, the only times Khabib wasn't really fighting was during like Ramadan. You know, that's when he didn't fight. But other times Khabib would fight, right? And yeah, Khabib had fought loads of big names Right? Once you got to that point. 
After Michael Johnson, he fought big, big, big names. That was it. Then you got the Connor fight, right? When he had the belt and everything. It's a different situation. It, 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 it's, yeah, it, it's weird. You can't, like, force these two narratives together. And the crazy thing about it as well, right? Edwards, he's like, yeah, Chimave is the fight to make, right? He, this is, Edwards is saying that, right? Outside a title shot, I believe he's the biggest fight. That's what he's saying, right? He wanted to fight Masvidal. Masvidal turned the fight down, right? I remember Wonder Boy called him out. He turned that fight down. I think someone else called him out with a fight he turned down. So there have been opportunities, but he wants this fight. So Leon just needs to, he just needs to focus and win. It's as simple as that. But as I said, look, I don't know if some of this is just Leon getting into the mindset. You know, there's, look, Leon has been unbeaten. He has won a lot of fights. Now, not every, like not everyone in that run has been big names, but he has pulled off some great wins, you know, for sure. And if he's just, you know, it's just about keeping busy. You know, if he wins this fight, yeah, you can definitely say that once Usman and Burns fight, yeah, Edwards gets the next one. But remember, the Usman-Burns fight, that's been pushed back, right? It's meant to happen in December, but I believe they're thinking February, you know what I mean? February, March, right? So... It does mean that Edwards will be sitting out for a while, right? So if he wins this fight, he's probably not going to fight again until June, July, you know, possibly, unless Burns gets injured and then he gets slotted in. So, yeah, like there's a lot that needs to be considered and thought about, but... Edwards just needs to keep busy, that's it, so, hey, roll on the 19th, because I'm looking forward to this fight, right, definitely looking forward to this fight, now, because remember, Chimave knocked out Murchot with one shot, so, hey, he's shown hands, and he has shown um, submissions, now, these are all things that Edwards has, you know, Edwards has done the same. And Edwards has said that. You know, that he's been unbeaten. He's won fights quick. Yeah, we realise. So, it just means this should be a fun-ass fight. So, yeah. The 19th, the last fight card of the year. Edwards gets to headline it and make a statement. So, let's see what the fuck happens, right? Okay, so we have now had the weigh-ins 
for UFC on ESPN Plus 41. Felder v. Dos Anjos. And, um, yeah, some interesting things. Definitely some interesting things. So, um, you know, Paul Felder, Paul motherfucking Felder, he took the fight on five days' notice. Five days' notice, right? He was the first fucking fighter to hit the scales. Good damn, Paul Felder. Now, definitely makes sense, right? Because if you did come in heavy, it then gives you the two hours to go take off those last few. But I'd say that you kind of know what your weight is before you get down there, you know? Because you would have weighed yourself, um, you know, in your room. The UFC weighed them before. So he would have known. But it also then gives him now plenty of time to just to replenish after what must have been a bit of a brutal cut. As I believe John Anik had said that on Monday... He'd, he was weighing 170. So, uh, yeah, failed to put in work, son. But he um, weighed 155.75 pounds. So, yeah, in on the limit, man. He, he was under, you know, he did his thing. Dos Anjos, he weighed in. And um, he weighed in at 156, so dead on the mark. Uh, So that was all good. Now, it wasn't great for everyone, right? So we lost the fight. Uh, The Julian Marquez against Saparov. Um, Now, Saparov was having weight management issues. So I believe I think that fight was cancelled. It was definitely cancelled before the weighings. I think it was cancelled yesterday. I think that's when word came of that one. Um so yeah. Now that sucks for Marquez because you know he's been out for a couple of years. And I imagine after sorting out all these injury problems and everything, he was raring to go. But uh, not yet, you know, still has time, which, yeah, frustrating. But um, I'm, I'm sure he will either get paid or he will get a fight real soon, especially with, you know, the, all the COVID tests and everything like that. So, yeah, there's going to be an opportunity for him to jump on something real soon. Um, just as long as he just doesn't go out and stuff his face with burgers right now, you know what I mean? But we also had issues with three other fighters. Okay, so um, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, yo, know, he came in at a hundred and seventy-two and a half pounds. So. Uh, yeah, that was one and a half pounds 
over the limit. Um, Eric Anders, he also um, came in a bit heavy. He came in at 187 and a half pounds. So again, one and a half pounds over. You know, the middleweight limit. Now, Louis Smoker. Rouge. Smoker came in at 139 pounds. So, that's three pounds over the limit. You know what I mean? That that That's the one that's ooh, the worst, really. You know? Um, yeah. Now. All of their fights will go ahead. Chaos Williams, Antonio Herrero, and Jose Quintones. You know, they're all fine. They're taking the fight still. And they will receive 20% of the purses. So, um, yeah. You know, does suck. Does suck. Um... I mean, I would say that... Now, Anders, he did take the fight on shortish notice, right? His fight against Arario, that, yeah, that is kind of short notice with that one. So, I mean, like, look, you always should make weight. But I can understand the Anders one a little bit more. I think Al Hazan, he's had difficulty at the weight before. And I think he does have all I think he's always having a bit of a brutal cut. So yeah, whether you know, I don't know. Now, visit was only a pound and a half. I don't know if this will make him go, all right, I'm moving up, you know. But I think Mary does need to go to the PI and look at his, um, you know, weight management and all of that. I don't know what the deal is with Schmolker. There's, I, don't, I don't believe Smoker's missed weight before. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no one wants to lose money, you know, although as, um, you know, the, uh, the champ, as he said to Dana that time, some people will, you know, they will take the hit if they're making enough through sponsorships, but, uh, yeah. There you go, people. Now, everyone else, they made weight. You know what I mean? So, it is all good for those. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's anything that really jumps out. Like, Sean Strickland, he came in at 194 and a half. And Brendan Allen, 193 and a half. But theirs is a catchweight fight because, you know, Short notice, so that is fine. Yeah, everyone else is, you know, everyone's pretty much doing their thing. No one looked crazy. You know, Rock Martin, he came in at 244. 
Oh no, it doesn't like you know. Although two forty four isn't huge for heavyweight, Martin, uh, like you do, kind of feel that mm, you could be a bit tighter. You know what I mean? Um, and Dontel Mays was two sixty two. But uh, yeah, we got some fun fights. Definitely looking forward to this card. Um, I would say some of our standout fights for tomorrow, people. Um, boy, I think the Alex Morono, uh, Reese McKee, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I feel that will definitely be a good one. I think Ashley Yoder against Miranda Granger will be a lot of fun. You know, um, Strickland Allen, that should be a good one. I think Kay Hansen against Corey McKenna could be a little sleeper. You know, I think those two young ladies will definitely be going at it. Um, right, I think, well, I think Al Hassan, um, Chaos Williams, that. We want to see some fireworks with that one. And listen, Felder Dos Anjos, I mean, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy because I imagine that Felder isn't going to hold back, right? He's been training for the half, what, the triathlon. He's been training for that. Um, But. Yeah, because the triathlon would be running, swimming, and cycling. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of cardio that goes into that. But will that be the same as doing 25 minutes? You know what I mean? So I kind of feel that Felder could, he's possibly going to come out looking to try and get this out the way sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I think we're going to see something crazy. I think we're going to have a crazy-ass fight there, people. It's going to be fun. I'm going to find out tomorrow. So, as Anik would say, one more sleep, people. Can't fucking wait. Boom. Okay, people. So... We are drawing to a close on another episode And as I said on Wednesday We would have more fights to talk about, right? And we do We definitely do So Daniel Rodriguez He was meant to fight this weekend But um, unfortunately Brian Barberina He had to have emergency surgery So so, surgery so all went well And um, yeah, we look forward to Barberina making a speedy recovery But, Rodriguez has another fight Okay, so UFC 255, which is next week um, That was going to see both Corsi brothers fight on the same card, right? Make their UFC debuts at the same time Unfortunately 
Oren Corsi. He has had to pull out of his fight against Nicholas Dolby. So in step, Daniel Rodriguez. D-Rod gets a fight. And I don't know, I have to say, I think um, Rodriguez looks good for this one. You know what I mean? Okay, so then we jump to um, December. Um, and I have to say, this is a, a fight that Ray Longo broke on um, Instagram Live last night. I believe it was last night with uh, John Anik, right? So, Cody, as we know, Cody Stamen had to pull out of his fight on the 5th of December with Marab Dalashvili. But, in step, <laughs> oh my days, Rani Barcelos, who we saw fight Khalid Taha the weekend and put in a hell of a performance to take the win so hey this this is gonna be a phenomenal fight both fight at crazy fast pace you know what I mean so hey I can't wait can't wait that's gonna be great all right on the 12th of December um, UFC 256 we see the return of Cub Swanson. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's been I think it's been a year. Because he got injured at um Ultra, Quintet Ultra, right? So Cub Swanson will be fighting Daniel Pineda. So yeah, that's gonna be a fun fight. Now on our last card of the year, December the 19th. Stephen Thompson, he's going to be fighting Jeff Neal. It's finally been made. So, yeah, can't wait for that. So, um, then we get into January, people. So, on the 16th of January, right, we're going to see Austin Lingo against Jacob Kilburn, which, um, yeah, that's, that looks like a real good matchup right there. Um, then at the end of January, we have got whew, we got some fights. Alright, so um Ian Heinish was meant to be fighting Brendan Allen last week, but unfortunately he got COVID, so had to pull out. Well, Heinish has got a new fight. On the 30th of January, he's going to be fighting on a mission, Kelvin Gastelin, which, yo, that's a big fight for Heinish. When you think about the people Gastelin has been in there with, Adesanya, Whitaker, you know what I mean? He has fought some big names, Bisping. Yeah, this is Heinish's step into the big leagues here. So, um, yeah, that's happening. Also, on the same card, Carlos Condon against Matt Brown. Man, that is a fight that has been booked a few times, but due to injuries and the whatnot hasn't been made. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed 
that happens because that's a good friggin' fight. So then on um, the 6th of February, oh, we got some interesting fights here, two people. All right, so Marion Renault will be fighting Macy Chazon. That's a good fight, you know what I mean? And the headliner for that fight card, which is Super Bowl weekend, remember, people, we will be getting Alistair Overeen against Alexander Volkov. How about that, right? That's a big friggin' fight. You know what I mean? Like, we know Overeen is making one last push for the title shot and to actually get the belt. A win over Volkov will definitely see him in good stead with that one. And people, let's end with this. So, after Tiger Santos wasn't able to um, overcome Global Teixeira last weekend, you know, he was very disappointed and he's already booked a new fight. No date yet. But we will be seeing Santos v Alexander Rakage early part of 2021. And that is, that's a good fight. That's a good fight, people. So, um, yeah, it's all about this weekend's card. Can Paul Felder step in on short notice and get it done? You know what I mean? Plus all the other fun fights, right? So many fun fights on the card. And we'll be talking about them on Monday, people. So enjoy the hostilities, as Robin Black would say. And we will see you on Monday. All right, people. Peace.